Feast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 4 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 4 starts out with Troy ending his speech with, so it's now or never, and ends with the cheerleaders singing, now's the time. We have another song already. Wow, it's so soon, Condra. Wait, have we already had a song? I... No, there wasn't a song before. I don't know what time and space are anymore. We're four minutes in, Condra. They had the logo, in. and then the, and then Troy was breathing heavily into the into That's the right. Camera. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, And then they friends. went into the locker room. That was friends it. Friends and listeners, I am sorry. I don't know what time and space are anymore. What time is it? Now's the time. Summertime? It's now or never. It's what? I, okay. <laughs> we got a little lost there. I thought it was summertime. No, it's and High School Musical 3, senior year. <laughs> okay. So, yes, we'll talk about the song. We're, but we're starting off in the locker room. Again. The, the yep. tail end of Troy's speech about stuff. It's it's really a... It's, it's the know. lamest speech, locker room speech, like, ever. I don't... I. I don't know if we're supposed to think this is bad or not. And I think we talked about this in the previous episode, but I still just want to say, like, if this movie is trying to be, like, nuanced, like, how am I supposed to know that? (laughs) There is something to it. Like, if Troy's giving a bad speech and the the movie wants us to feel like, wow, he's so nervous that even the speech he's giving right now, it's kind of bad. I don't, but the music is, like, there's no, like, there's no like music cue or like cut to silence and then a reaction shot where everybody's going like, oh, okay. Like Other than Chad having a hard time trying to keep a serious face. And he keeps lurk- looking around very nervously. Yeah, like I, I want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt and be like, wow, Zach Efron is such a good actor that he knew not to play this scene for just like generic pump up. But to somehow play it like subtly like Troy was going to give the speech as a bad speech and then, you know, just hand it off to Chad, who's going to say the pump up cheer. But Which I don't, he does I don't in know. this minute, yeah. Because it, it's it's also entirely possible that Zac Efron thought he was being cool and hot and like just like giving a laid back version of a speech like i don't know what it is i'd like to think it, it's the former as opposed to the latter as well just because troy looks nervous he doesn't seem as comfortable as he normally does and it's not his normal like hey guys we're a team we're here for each other like it's it's very focused on like coach said this there's 16 minutes left we'll all remember <laughs> this forever the end, basically. I just feel like written on the page, like it's very boring. The script, like the script, might have had that be like just a generic but effective line, and tro- like Zac Efron might have been like, "Oh, this is this is very uninspired," so I'm going to play it as uninspired. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and if that's it, I'm here for that. Like, <laughs> I'm way too good for this now. Yeah, but. 
at the same time, but the I music still think it matches. It, yeah, the music is just what hurts it because the music wants it to be this like big speech, and it, it's just not. And and they're making too big a deal of it. I think it's not your remember the Titans locker room speech. It's not your Rudy speech. Like it's just. It's a guy saying a couple couple words to his buddies and then then they're going to get hyped. Yeah, and that that might be something that we, you know, take our time to look at throughout the movie is like are there times when it's clear that the the acting is um sort of casting an eye back on the writing and being like I'm doing what you're telling me to do and it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, especially as yeah, growing pains between the TV screen and the movie screen. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. I did like, so Troy kind of like slaps Chad on the chest and be like, now it's Chad's turn. And Chad just goes, what team Wildcats? What it's team a Wildcats? very aggressive slap. <laughs> because it's like backhanded right into his stomach. I'm like, dude. It's a it's a very like bro-y, like they're, they're clearly comfortable touching each other in like friendly ways. Mm. especially in like a sports way like that that was very like down the down the middle for sports okay but it's like oh is chad gonna say anything like no (laughs) no he's just gonna say what team wildcats because that's what chad does i wonder if chad's ever given a speech throughout his whole co-captainship career or if he's just done the what team wildcats what team wildcats what team wildcats wildcats get your head in the game yeah. Every single time. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I think Chad has it in him to give meaningful sentiments. Maybe he recognizes, like, Troy, what it could be is Troy's acknowledging the situation. He's like, yeah, guys, we're not in a great spot. He, he's meeting them where they're at and being like, half, this is where we are. It's not great, but we still have a chance. And then Chad's like, yeah, let's take that chance. Let's go. Let's get hype. Let, let's actually fight, get our heads in it. It would be an interesting dichotomy between the two of them because Troy is a very in the moment, like, how are we feeling, guys, kind of person. And Chad is much more <laughs> like a basketball fight, win, get hype kind of guy. Yeah, and then the rest of the minute doesn't give any indication of, like, Troy's nervousness continuing onto the basketball court. Yeah. And as the song continues, I, I I mean, we'll just have to look out for that. Is there going to be a my head's in the game but my heart's in the song moment to the song that we're in, Now or Never, of which I've seen maybe a minute of so far and <laughs> don't know where it's going to go? Because for right now, it just seems like a generic pump-up song. Before we get into the song, one last mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Troy and Chad's speech is pretty much all in one shot. It's one take. Yes. And then as the speech ends, um, the camera, it's a its a steady cam. It actually backs out of the locker room. And the, the all the boys in the locker room sort of walk towards the camera and out mm-hmm. to the to the right of the screen, out of the view of the camera, it's it's actually a, a good use of Steadicam and a pretty good camera move that we don't often see in the High School Musical movies. No, it's definitely a step up from from our normal stuff, and I noticed that too. That it is a very, I mean, it shows to the prowess of the actors. They've grown up a little, and their their acting ability allows for more nuanced shots. And Kenny. 
is thinking more complexly about this. Yeah, it it's just you know more of a more of a Spielberg shot than than most of the other Kenny Ortega filmmaking that we've gotten throughout the first two movies. Well, yeah. And so we leave the locker room. Get ready, game on. Yeah, get ready, so, game on. The the basketball boys go through the gauntlet of cheerleaders and come out to a wild crowd. There's there's actually more than one wacky arm tube man in the background. Wow, what a near gift. Near the en- entrance exit where the where they're coming in from the locker room. <laughs> so they really blew the prop budget on the arm tube men and the and the the wild wildcat head prop that's being held up in I the audience. I love that giant cardboard head. It's it for those of you who maybe don't remember, think like less fancy like very simplified parade chinese dragon in terms of mechanism for the mouth but it's a flat instead of a rounded like 3d model it's just like a flat head but the mouth moves it's the sort of thing that only exists in movies because you would need like a very talented high school like set designer cardboard worker to like make something that actually looked that good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That, something that big and looked that good. Yeah, it is. It's very impressive. The eyes are not articulated, but they have dimension to them. There are whiskers. There's a nose that actually looks like a nose. Um, yeah, it, it is very. It, I actually wrote that down too. I was like, I love that cardboard face. Like, it's so good. And there's no way that that cardboard face lasted two days beyond its use on set. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> it was immediately thrown away. <laughs> yeah. So to introduce, we are entering the first song of the movie. It is Now or Never. It is by our old buddies, Matthew Gerard and Robbie Neville. Did they write Get Your Head in the Game? They did not do Get Your Head in the Game, but they did do We're All in This Together, Start of Something New. Uh, they did Summertime, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because, I mean, this song, like, immediately starts off and you're like, oh, it's a generic jock jam, get your head in the game-esque yeah. song. So, get your head in the game was um, Jamie Houston, who was our okay. other reoccurring songwriters. But, um... Yeah, so the song starts out with a sort of, like, 16, 16, 16 minutes and if you if you have the subtitles on, it's funny because they're alternating between spelling out the word sixteen and just writing the word number sixteen with Arabic numerals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sixteen minutes left, running out of time. Sixteen more minutes. Get ready, game on. And they alternate between that for a little bit. Yeah, like, something like something sixteen minutes. Then it's our time, or like, and it's on the line. <laughs> Uh, gotta get it done till we're number one. The first two times they say it, it's like when they're running on screen and you can't really hear it, but it is on the subtitles. Yeah. There, and then there's like a dramatic like crank up in volume when they say get ready game on. And then it's like, oh, the song started. So it's kind of like a weird whispered start. And then it's like, boom, we're here. Yeah, it, there's a there's a crescendo. Which is kind of cool in the movie. I, w- I just wonder how that actually sounds like on the soundtrack version, like it might sound weird. Yeah, it starts as like whispers. <laughs> so ASMR um, soundtrack. What? Yeah, yeah. 
I think it kind of matches, though. They're they're not in the room yet, and everyone else... Like, this opening is not them singing. It is the crowd, the cheerleaders. They're hyping up, so that it being quieter until they run out kind of makes sense. Because they're not in the space yet, around surrounded by it. So, yeah, there are whispers of anticipation. I like that. That's a good idea. But when the boys do run in, they start doing immediately doing the classic basketball tip drill where... You throw the ball up to the backboard and then you the go back to the end of the line and the next guy catches the ball and jumps in the air and throws it back into the back backboard. It's a really hard drill mm-hmm. um, in the grand scheme, like in the sense that like a high school basketball team can do it pretty well, but like a middle school basketball team can't mm-hmm. like you, ha- you actually have to like know how to jump and catch and throw in order and to make this sort of thing work. in relation to your teammates kind of thing. Yes. So good on them for, like, incorporating that in the, like, choreography of, like, this big wide shot because they could have just, like, had them run on screen and then cut to something else. Yeah, yeah. The the building up of the song is them warming up. They're, they're just doing – they do jump shots after that, and they're – the crowd is just getting hyped. They're hyping them up just as much as Chad just did. Yeah, and then we start weaving in these other sort of parts into the song, mainly the cheerleaders going W-I-L-D, Wildcats, get your head in the game. West High Knights are also, they they have their one line, and you see the West High Knights cheerleaders, and they say, yeah, yeah we're doing it right. Yeah, they go, West High Knights, yeah, we're doing it right, which I love, and I want to talk about this, because it implies a sort of like, uh, once more with feeling the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode where everyone starts living in a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. You've told me about it. But the idea that like the West High Knights are also in their like own pocket musical universe. Yeah. And from their perspective, they're like, yeah, we're winning. We're just going to keep doing good. Yeah. That <laughs> um, <laughs> like the, the fact that we like get this like one little peep into. Window, yeah. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> It's it's almost like a very clever like way of writing like the writing the song like when did they ever think of like and then we'll cut over the West High Knights and their cheerleaders are overlapping with our cheerleaders and then the song like it has layers and it's like that's pretty good you didn't have to you didn't have to make make the song have layers <laughs> yeah there's a lot of repetition in this part and th- those layers you it's nice that they each have their own kind of introduction. Because then as you're bouncing between people, you're like, okay, yeah, there, there's stuff going on. The other group I wanted to point out is not – so uh, I have a couple things with the cheerleaders that I want to say. One, yeah. Martha is positioned in the head cheerleader position for East High, which we assume Martha's only been a cheerleader for this year. Yeah, there's an interesting conflict here because, yes, we associate Martha with dancing. And then sometimes, yes, basketball teams will have a dance team that is sort of separate from a cheer squad. Yes, which they do. <laughs> like, so I, in the last year, went to a few Iona University basketball games, which is sort of like a team that makes the NCAA March Madness bracket every year, but loses in the first round mm-hmm. they win their smaller division and then play but don't ever get anywhere and yeah it's like you know big competitive basketball college level basketball games you'll have the cheer team which is doing like 
pure like uh, what is it called when you have like the pyramids and the stuff more gymnastic based movement yeah yeah more gymnastic based movement and you're doing like the structures where you're like propping people up and yeah. like hurling them in the air Lift, and doing flips. It lifts and falls lifts, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, lifts and flips and stuff. And the cheerleaders do that. And then there's also the dance team that comes out and like they play a song and then they dance to the song. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sometimes there's like two dance teams. It goes it goes places. And so, yeah, so you're, you're saying that the West High Knights have the cheer team and the dance team here? No, the East High. East High has both. So oh, we, did we I say are, West High when I meant to say yeah, East you High? Did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so we see Martha and the other cheerleaders in the traditional cheerleader uniform, like red skirt pom-poms. Behind them, we see a row of girls, young women, people, in like white shirt, <laughs> human beings. Thank you, Condra. <laughs> with cat ears and little paw gloves, and they're more dancing on the side. And it's like a it's a structured group that looks like also a a squad or team or someone recognized by the school more so than just like fans in the audience, especially because they're on the front row, right next to the cheerleaders, and they are also singing along with the cheerleaders and like keeping on beat and stuff so i'm proposing there is a dance team that wears ears and paws <laughs> but definitely a scandal that martha not only isn't on the dance team instead of the cheer team but martha has somehow overtaken to head cheerleader te- position yeah which maybe by merit maybe she's not the captain but she's like the front like she's the best dancer like she has the best physicality and she's the one who's the most into it so they they went martha we know you're new to the team but you've got so much passion you're at the front but you know how high schoolers are they don't do that they don't do that the (laughs) other thing that i would say because it's the last game of the season it could be because she's the senior on the squad that she gets front position senior night yeah but there's also like the recognizable like blonde cheerleader who's standing right behind martha who presumably is also a senior because we don't know that. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe she was a sophomore while all the other Wildcats were juniors in the in High School Musical 1, but yeah. she was just around, too. It's hard to say. Yeah, but no one else is named. <laughs> but yeah, it is cool to see Martha, especially since we haven't seen any of the other female characters so far in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Kelsey's even at the game right now. I mean... Cheering for her, her boy, Jason. <laughs> Or her good pal, Troy Bolton. (laughs) Well, I mean, she was at the last championship game, presumably. Is Sharpay here? I can't answer that. You know that. This is the thing is like, like we're we're withholding a lot just by like not showing. Anyone else. Because the the universe of High School Musical is really split in two. It's really small. (laughs) Showing Sharpay in this scene would just be absolute havoc on the dramatic stakes what i what i was gonna say about this minute i think this minute does a really good job of like being a visual feast Mm -hmm. and obviously you have the song ramping up and and the song is fine but it's it's really like there's no way that you would necessarily remember a specific thing from this minute Mm -hmm. um like maybe you would remember the 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 giant cardboard wildcat or martha being the head cheerleader but like there's nothing in this minute that is like 
a big takeaway for the movie. It's just like extremely effectively like pure joy for, you know, the 40 seconds that they're actually in this the arena getting pumped. Yeah. And that's like the really like like the montaginess of movie where you're like that like that is perfect. That is perfect entertainment, perfect cinema is just like getting someone hyped mm-hmm. like a rocky montage. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think for it being so early in the movie, we had a kind of a sad start, and now we're kind of in it. We're getting the energy to where we want it to be. I think it's a great, great start to the movie. Is it even possible to come back from a 22-point deficit? Who knows? What's your prediction? Um, I predict, well, it's a, the problem is it's a one-game championship, and is that really a realistic way of finding a, determining a winner? I mean, can't, we can't play a five-game series? Come on. <laughs> How do we know this isn't the five that the final game in a five game series? <laughs> we have no clue. We have no information. Um, I guess based on the fact that like we do have a song going, I am gonna predict the Wildcats to come back and win this. But it's not. I'm not happy about it. Like I think it would be better <laughs> if they lost. What a bummer to senior year. <laughs> well, and that sort of starts the ennui that the movie's about. Like. If I don't have, like, if I didn't win the basketball champion, what's even the point? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dark places. (laughs) But I think maybe they went a little too far with the, like, they're losing 46 to 24 or whatever the score was. That just made it seem rough. Like, they could have been down by, like, 15 points, and that would have been, like, oof. Yeah. Um, Or, like, 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 they were up by two when the movie starts and then like two they bad lose. possessions and now they're down by two. Yeah. Like that could even have been a just as effective way to make the stakes of the movie happen. Yeah. But no, instead they're losing by like 20 points and it's like, what, what <laughs> they can't come back from that. It's going to be a song. And the thing with all sports movies is like, we assume that like one team in halftime, like had a big speech and really turned it around. But like, the other team also had halftime. The other team is also taking the moment to reflect. They might even have a coaching strategy that's like, okay, this is what we did to them in the first half. And then the second half, they're going to respond with this. But we're going to counter respond with this. It's like lots of boards and X's and O's. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, we need to move on. All right. So are you ready to move on to the decom of the week segment? Yes. Cue the music. I still don't know if we have music. I think we don't. Maybe we do. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. <laughs> so, Contra, what, what are we talking about this week? It's your turn, as it, it were. It is my turn. And, you know, I had a hard time deciding what to do because we're still so early in the season. And I just, I did the same thing as you. And I, I found an old Disney movie. And you're going you're gonna to make up a plot. Okay. So the decom of the week segment, as established last week, is now brought into any theatrically released Disney movie ever. So, Condra, hit me with that title. All right. 1962, Tyler. Walt Disney's Moon Pilot. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And I don't even, I don't remember my timeline of James Bond movies, but I'm pretty sure Moonraker had not come out yet. 
But 2001 A Space Odyssey was definitely 19... I don't remember. We're in the science fiction era. Oh, heck and yeah. We're in the Cold War. We're in, we're in the space race moon pilot. Now, moon that's kind of pilot. S- <laughs> if you want at some point during this, I will also give you the tag. Okay, but it is moon pilot, right? Yeah, yeah, moon pilot. Yeah, it does kind of sound like moon pie, which is like a folksy nickname that yeah. like a grandparent would give. It's also a food. I think that's like a food nickname too hard to say hard to say but anyway it's like moon pie lit exactly yeah um (laughs) it seems like it's just a like a the right stuff or uh a rocket boys october sky type plot of like okay we've got a young man growing up in middle america on a farm and he's got a dream He's going to be a pilot. Maybe his dad was a pilot in the war. And now it's 17 or 18 years later. And he is going to be like, he is into space. All right. It's, it's, it's so hard not to do October sky. I know. I'm like, you're just doing (laughs) October sky right now. So, but I don't know what else moon pilot could be. Um, do you want the tag? I don't think it's a future science fiction. Do you want the tag? I mean, if you keep insisting, then yes. It's so good. It's so good. A funny thing happened to me on my way to the moon, dot, dot, dot. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Um... Okay, so a funny thing happened to me on the way way to is a classic classic vaudeville setup where we get the, the title for the musical, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, but usually it's A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Theater. It's mm-hmm. like a classic, like, comedian tells a joke that implies that it took place that day or, like, on the cab ride there. Mm-hmm. But, you, but really, it's just a joke that happened. It doesn't matter when it happened. Um, okay. So now I'm thinking it's just, like, it's Airplane or the serious movie that Airplane is based on. But no, but no, that's the plot of Airplane 2. The plot of Airplane 2 is that it happens in space. I don't know if you know this. I don't. I have not seen Airplane 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh man, this is a tough one. It's also based on a 1960 novel called Starfire by Robert Buckner. I'm just giving you fun the facts. The star, now. the fire, the live, the wire. Starfire is the name of one of the Teen Titans. I know that. Um, <laughs> the redhead. Okay. Oh man, you're more of a Raven fan, though. I am um, more of a Raven fan. <laughs> <laughs> but Starfire is really awesome too. <laughs> that was a great diversion <laughs> focus tyler you gotta come up with a plot for this movie moon pilot moon pilot okay so now it seems like it's a comedy which is totally blowing my mind um so it's it's star trek no it's there there's a there's a young man who's flying to 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 the moon and I get like, is it a passenger flight? Like, is this an, an imagined future where we're like, we're taking passenger flights to the moon now? My pitch is that it's like just a, a, a romantic comedy, but taking place on a space shuttle to the moon. <laughs> you have a young, a young man and a, a young gal and they're both at different points in their lives. The young man is like an up and coming pilot. 
who is like doing a test run. Like he's he's like passengering to the moon to like see if he can handle the the G's. And the 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 young lady is, let's say, uh, an air stewardess because that is the era, and they're sort of doing they're like interacting with each other on the plane. Maybe there's an emergency on the plane that causes our young trainee to take over and the stewardess has to like sort of run. It's kind of, it's kind of like a disaster movie. Like it's, it's the movie that our plane is based on, but also a comedy. So it's, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not October sky. No. Cause that's a different movie. Can mm-hmm. we, can you just tell me the answer? I'm done. Absolutely. <laughs> so this Air Force captain accidentally volunteers himself to be the first man flight to the moon. And he's like navigating being a secret. Like he can't tell anyone. But he's suddenly approached by this strange woman who seems to know about about the mission. And is con- he's she's concerned for his well-being and he's like oh no she's a spy it's the cold war contacts the air force and it's like national security um <laughs> and then but the young woman reveals that she is an alien from a, pl- a, a from a distant planet wow. and she is offering a special paint that will say that will safeguard his brain from quote proton rays <laughs> And wow. the the pilot becomes enamored with the alien and keeps sneaking away from his security guards to spend time with her. And she appears on the rocket after launch and convinces him to divert the plane or the, the rocket to visit her planet. Wow. And, uh they they fall in love kind of thing so wilds that i could have predicted that it did have romantic comedy vibes though absolutely <laughs> and um it apparently ends with a bizarre transmission of a romantic song being sung about the home planet can you imagine if buzz aldrin and neil armstrong didn't go to the moon they just went to a different <laughs> planet, planet and landed yeah also, like, how did did she have modifications to the rocket beyond this special paint? I like the concept that there are these proton... It's very, like, movie monster, like, we're scared of science kind of thing where there's just proton rays and... Well, or even, like, Star Trek, like, just, like, making up techno babble. Yeah. <laughs> but the early um, opposite of advanced... The, the early silly version of it where it's just like saying the most basic science word like Mm -hmm. the scene in back to the future where marty bullies george into thinking that darth vader from planet vulcan is coming and like stuff like that yeah so that was moon pilot i will have to send you the poster or if you can look up the poster because honestly the poster is a gem it is so classic 1960s Walt Disney movie that I like can't yeah, handle it. I can imagine the paint on it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I apparently I need to get my brain in training for guessing decom plots because that was a rough one for me. <laughs> well, I didn't remember where we were in space and time, so you know, it's all good. Okay, Condra's showing me the the poster, and it does look delightful. 
Um, there's a, a gal sitting on the moon. Yeah, and the moon has a face, and it's got stars or more moons going around its head like it's been hit in an animation cartoon. Wild. Like, anyway. Yeah. And apparently there's a chimp on it, too, so there's a chimp involved. Oh, man. I love a chimp movie. All right. Yeah, that was minute four of High School Musical 3, senior year, and, and moon, moon Pilot. Pilot. So if you are enjoying what you hear, you can find us on the social medias. We are at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter and on the Instagram. Yeah, we're actually at Wildcat Mitted on Tumblr, though. I felt like that was going to be easier for people to find for some reason. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Amateur Nerds Presents is our email address at gmail.com. And you can rate, review, subscribe, get excited about the new season, share it with your friends that the new season has started. Tell your children, tell your grandparents, help them figure out how to download podcasts. Anyway. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if the Wildcats can mount a comeback. You can bet on it.